0: And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hi, everyone. Welcome. This is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms, and today I am going to talk to you about journaling and homeschooling. This is episode 288, and you can find the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. And I'd like to invite you to share this episode with a friend as well as to subscribe to this podcast. And you can do that very easily on any podcast app, or you can go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com and click on the subscribe button up top. And that will help you keep up with all of the new podcasts that I am recording. And also um, for today, uh, the show notes are on the website as well. So you can um, get those show notes later if you're in the car driving or um, you don't want to take notes. They are available on the website. Well, I don't know how many of you have journaled, but it was an integral part of our homeschool day, and I would schedule it. Um, Very easily at the beginning of the day so that if I was working with a little one or um, trying to complete something like getting the laundry in um, before everybody started the day, I could tell the kids, you know, go ahead and get started with your journaling and I will be up in just a few minutes. Um, Our homeschool room was upstairs So I believed that journaling was very vital and it was easy to implement, but it was sometimes hard to keep consistent. So I am going to share with you some tried and true methods that worked for me. I also want to thank our sponsor, which is Media Angels Membership, and now we have different levels of membership. So if you don't want to buy the full membership, you can try us out um, each month. So you want to go over and check that out. And that also includes all of the classes that I've recorded um, for the kids, and you can enjoy those on the membership site. So that is MediaAngelsMembership.com. Well, there's different levels of journaling, and it really depends on how old your children are. And the best time, um, I think, to begin is really when they can write. You can do journaling younger if you've got one of those precocious little ones that has to be in the middle of everything. And if an older sibling is doing something, they want to do it too. So um, you, know, you can very easily get them uh, to journal by drawing some pictures. Um, and even you can write a scripture verse and let them copy that, which is not exactly journaling, more like copy work, but um, it can really be helpful to your uh, little ones to be involved. And so many times we try to teach our children a valuable lesson. And the best way that I have found to teach my kids anything is to model that behavior. So if you want your child to journal, begin journaling yourself. So while they were journaling, I kept my own and I would write in it each day. And I loved it because of so many different things I'm going to share with you. Um, You know, it's the same thing with the Bible. I remember... Um, wanting my kids to read the Bible, so my husband and I just started reading it every morning um, out in the living room rather than in our bedrooms, and that way they would either see the Bible open, um, especially my husband who... Um, didn't put his Bible away. Um, He would leave it on the kitchen table and it was often open to whatever he was reading. And I would notice the kids going over and reading um, the scripture verses that he had open. And the same thing with, you know, anything that we want to teach the kids, if we model it first, they will soon follow. Journaling is a way for a homeschool family to keep records of not only the events that are taking place, but heart issues. And I found that my kids often journaled about Things that were bothering them. I remember one of my older sons was journaling one time and he wanted me to read. Sometimes they'd ask me to read their journals and sometimes, you know, they wouldn't. But my son asked me um, to read his journal and it was about how he wanted to hold his baby brother. And I wasn't allowing him to do it often. And I was, uh, you know, kind of a control freak when it came to babies. And my big thing was you have to wash your hands and you have to sit down because I didn't want them, you know, walking around with the baby in their arms. Um, But um, I had the bad experience of having my poor mother, um, who almost had a heart attack, she dropped um, my. Little one, when he was about oh, I would say seven, seven months or eight months or so, and so after that, I kind of freaked out. And the next two after that one, um, you know, you had to sit down instead of walking around with the baby. Um, so, it, you know, with moms, it's easier to do that because we're used to it. And with you know kids that are not so used to holding babies, you know how kids are—they throw their head or. Um, you know, so anyway, that's what I, so I, through journaling, I found out, hey, you know, this is an issue. And, um, and I said to my son, well, this is what I'd like you to do. And he said, oh, sure, I can do that. So he got to hold his baby brother and I wouldn't have known about it if he hadn't journaled about it. So there's a lot of academic reasons to journal. So journaling is a way, um to practice writing it's a way to keep track of you know their feelings as well which I just shared with you it you can keep track of events something that happened or even something um, that they're afraid they're going to forget I remember having um, an event take place where the kids were so excited that they wanted to journal about it because they were afraid they would forget. Um, Also, an assignment for school can be part of a journal activity. For older kids, the first and fourth reason are probably the main reasons that homeschoolers journal, and that would be to practice writing or as an assignment. Yet, you'll find that journaling can be a welcome addition to your homeschool with very little pressure on your part. You can add journaling into your daily routine, as I suggested to you. It can be part of what they do each day in the morning before you really get started. And the ideal time, I think, to begin grade-wise is third grade, when your child is comfortable with writing and they can get their thoughts down in simple sentences. Older children can journal by um, writing, starting with short sentences and working up, and they can eventually write paragraphs or even entire pages. I personally tried not to focus on editing, but I'm a believer in good writing versus ignoring all grammatical issues. However, that didn't mean that I took a red ink to their journal. That was not something I felt um, I needed to do. And my favorite part about journaling is that it taught the children to work on thought processes in an environment that was not stressful. Like There was no pressure of you know you're going to be graded on this, or if I see spelling errors, I'm going to make you write the word ten times. You know, sometimes with writing, my kids got to be very sloppy, and they just wanted me to correct their work and show them how to spell things. So, um, with their academics, I would encourage them to proof their stuff, uh, look over it, and if they were going to, you know, even with spell check. Um, hand me a paper that was not going to have correct spelling, then yes, that was going to be added to their spelling list. But not so with journals. And I think that's where some of their best writing came out because it was in a more relaxed atmosphere. And, you know, you could begin by having your kids write a few minutes each day and then add time on that. And at the end of At the end, it normally works well for reflective pieces, um, and regardless on what you choose to focus on journaling about, it can be creative and fun and personal for your child. I remember finding the kids' old school journals and you know, I, I didn't go through and read them, although I really wanted to, but I gave them to the kids and they were hysterical. They brought them out and we're reading different excerpts of different things we did and they were memories that we didn't even remember. So it was fun. Um, you can use the pages that I include in all of our monthly planners at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Uh, You can subscribe to the email uh, list, and that is at ultimatehomeschoolradionetwork.com. Every month you get a new planner, and it has lots of um, fun printables for the mom as well as the student, and you can um, get that for free just by being part of our email list. We're going to take a really quick commercial break, and when I come back, I'm going to share what a journal is and isn't, and also some really fun journaling prompts, as well as talk about bullet journals. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone, Felice Gerwitz here, and I want to share with you something that is dear to my heart and that is saving you money. Can you use encouragement for your homeschool journey? Have you been searching for an online learning program designed to ground your family in a Christian worldview? Well, now you can at MediaAngelsMembership.com. Our affordable membership packages fit your budget and busy life. Now you can access customized membership packages for your homeschooling family from the extensive Media Angels library of books, classes, and Bible studies. You may select the eBook bundle, the Creation bundle, the Premium bundle, or the Forever bundle. Each bundled set will save you vast amounts of money. Our packages begin at less than $10, and you can use it for the whole family. So go to MediaAngelsMembership.com for more information. That's MediaAngelsMembership.com. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. This is episode 288, Journaling and Homeschooling. And you can find the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Well, we were talking about journals, and I kind of want to go into what a journal is and what it's not. A journal is a way uh, to record your child's daily events. It's a way to get information on paper that's not graded. It's private. I'm really big on privacy, and maybe because we have a big family, but I really feel that if we want to um, incur trust um, in our children, you know, again, modeling that behavior, we need to trust our kids, and they need to trust us not to read their private information. Not to say that a sibling isn't going to try to read somebody's journal, but um, I really encourage that and. Um, you know, that the kids are respectful to each other's space. And my kids pretty much were. Um, Also, it's a safe place to write feelings without um, comment. So, you know, my kids, if they wanted me to read something, they would. And sometimes this journal became a two-way thing where they would write something to me and I could write something back. What a journal is not, it's not everyone's business. It's not a place to correct spelling, grammar, and punctuation. It's not a punishment. You know, you're gonna make them do it. And it's not something on the to-do list. If you want it to if you want to get the most out of journaling, it really should be something that's heartfelt. Yes, you have to work towards that. It's gonna be an assignment um, that is on the checkoff list, because I did have our journaling on their checkoff list. But they knew it was an integral part of their homeschooling because I introduced it very slowly and with a beautiful hardbound book that they got to pick out um, at one of the, you know, local stores. And, you know, it was very, these books are lined and they're very inexpensive. And, um... And they they really were excited to get home and start writing in them. And the younger kids, again, who can't write are encouraged to draw pictures, if they want to journal again, um, let it be optional. And you'll find that your younger kids are really excited about school because, again, what? They see that modeled behavior that the older kids um, are doing that. And um, for the reluctant child, um, I've got a few ideas for you. And that is, you know, sometimes kids will look at their journal and go, gosh, I have nothing to write. These are the same kids that also have nothing to praise God about sometimes uh, when we get together at night and pray, because every night we would get together, say uh, our prayers and thank God for the day, and then each of us would go around and thank God individually for something um, that was special in our lives. And the kids that I found that really had no idea what to journal about also were the ones who had no idea what to be thankful for. So it really encouraged them to think. And I'm big on kids having time to think. So, journaling allows them to do that. So, for a reluctant journal uh, or a child, it, a nature journal is a good place to start. This is a way for the kids to focus on observing when they take nature walks or sit outside in the backyard. You can ask them, you know, you can write things like, what are the clouds? What do the clouds look like? Or what creature did they just see that they want to draw or write about? And nature journals are more about what they see than what they're thinking, but it's a good first step. If you have a child who's reluctant to put down their thoughts, this really can be a way to encourage the child, and nature journals can easily be created by stapling a few sheets of paper together. Uh, You may not want them to take their nice journal outdoors where they might get it dirty or wet or whatever. Um, They have those moleskin journals that I've seen at bookstores that are waterproof, those are awesome, um, and they can be taken outside, and you they, you can get them wet, and it won't ruin the pages. I would save that for when they're a little bit older as a special gift. I gave the kids um, moleskin journals when they were in high school, and they really, really were excited about them. Keeping things special, and um, you know, having a um, it, it's almost kind of like the atmosphere around it, um, just like the little kids wanting to do school because they see the older kids doing school. So it's that atmosphere of almost like exclusiveness. You know, when you get to be a little bit older, you can write in the journal, or when you get to be a little bit older, you can have this special paper um, journal that you can take outdoors. So a nature journal is a good place to begin with a reluctant writer, but I wouldn't just all do all nature. Uh, there are some journaling prompts that I would come up with with my kids, and you can probably find lots more of those online. But here's um, about, uh, let's see, I don't know how many did I write, 10, 10 of them for you. So um, you can have them think about things like, you know, when I'm finished with school, I am going to make them start thinking about what they want to do when their work is done. The funniest thing I ever, um, I, the funniest thing I ever said, was, you know, maybe they can think of something they um, said, or it could be the funniest thing I ever heard was and have them um, think of that as well. My favorite book is blank because blank. Same thing with movie. My favorite movie is blank because of blank. And you could add song to, to that list. Um, number five, the one toy I don't ever want to break is blank. Uh, Number six, the one thing uh, lost that I'm sad about is blank. You you know, they can, again, write about feelings there for those especially that have a hard time with that. Uh, Number seven, my favorite place is blank. You'll be surprised at some of the answers you will get um, on that line. Number eight, I do or don't like to be alone because blank. I had both of those, some kids that loved being alone and some kids that, you know, didn't always wanted someone to play with them. Number nine, in my free time, I want to blank. And number 10, if I could visit any place I'd want to go to. So that just kind of gives you ideas. And I'm sure as I was going through those, you were thinking about different ones you could ask your children Bullet journals is another thing that is fun, and the only reason um, that I uh, would caution about that is because part of what you want to do is encourage the children to have complete thoughts, but this is, again, another good place to start. Um, and I've seen various explanations of bullet journals, and it's basically a series of bullet points and a thought or sentence behind each one. Um, So you could go through and, you know, write different things like um, they could bullet, let's say this is going to the park. So the first bullet is going to the park. Second bullet, had fun time. Third, wish we could have stayed longer. Fourth, saw a big snake. Five, tried to catch the snake. Six, I think it was a black snake. Seven, got in trouble for trying to catch it. And the last one, need to look up the kind of snake it was, need to get a book at the library on snakes. So you could have the kids bullet and then they could go back and they could actually write something about that and you could assign it for school or um, you know, have them journal in full sentences about it. A lot of people love bullet journals because they can, um, you know, just put down little thoughts and, and that's kind of how I podcast. I have bullet points that I use and then I just talk. So that, you know, is similar to what I do, but there are, you know, tons of different ways to keep a journal. I have a couple of, um, links in the podcast notes that I'm going to send you to A Few Minutes with God podcast. I did a couple of podcasts on uh, journaling and um, you know keeping a journal with your Bible and how important that was. I love journaling when I um, am studying scripture or praying because it is just uh, so wonderful for me, especially with the prayer requests and the praise reports where I can go back and look at all of the ways that God has answered prayer throughout the years. Thanks so much for listening today. You can find the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Look for episode 288, Journaling and Homeschooling. Take care, and God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and Moms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.